Hey guys, guess what? I'm gonna be a dad again! right folks it's a special episode of the dad chronicle this is episode 104 i'm your host alex albisu and i am very excited to share that we are pregnant and to uh help me celebrate this i brought a person along uh with me on today's episode that i think uh plays a fairly large role in this whole thing it's my wife deanna hi deanna hi how you feeling feeling okay yeah we're sitting here in the basement uh, we are just now like past the, the first trimester situation. Yeah. So, uh, a little over 13 weeks now. That's right. And what we're here today to talk about is, um, just kind of our journey to getting here. If you guys have been listening to the show for a little while, you heard earlier this year that we suffered a miscarriage, uh, kind of turned our worlds upside down and, uh, want to talk through kind of where our minds are at, at this point in the process, uh, what our feelings were when we got uh, when we got the news that we were pregnant and kind of share that story because that was kind of a funny story. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then what we're looking forward to. So uh, first and foremost, Deanna, um, let's see, what's when's the due date? November 19th. And we have no idea if it's a boy or a girl yet. Yet. And uh, we do plan to find out. We do plan to find out on June 30th. Yep. We'll likely share it with this audience. Uh, around that time I'm sure. share with, with you know family first because but yeah. you guys are like an extended family here so we will sh- certainly share that with you guys but uh yeah and, and we found out we were pregnant in a really kind of of a of a strange way and we'll, we'll jump into that in a second but I think that it's worth kind of revisiting the topic of the miscarriage um because this was kind of like an apprehensive thing for both of us kind of going back into this whole like we're going to start trying again. Um, kind of where was your mind at when you, when you found out that you were, well, actually let's, let's back it up. What, when was your, what was your like state of mind when you said, you know, let's start trying again. So I always kind of knew that I still wanted to continue down the path of trying. Yeah. What's kind of crazy about all of this was when, we had Aria and we had talked about having a second kid and what that meant. I had always, and I feel like you were the same way, but I had always kind of shaped it after the timing of you and your sister. I liked the the distance between you and your sister in ages, um, especially since I got to see you guys since we've been together for so long. I've seen you guys for 16 years. Um so I got to see that like high school time and how all that was. And I just felt like you guys, granted, it's different for everyone, but I just felt like the this distance between was good. So that was always our plan. And if you think about it, our plan was originally to start trying when around the time when Aria turned three. Um, around Christmas time of 2019, we kind of just were like, well, let's just see what happens. Because again, it's one of those things that you don't know how long it's going to take. With Aria, it was like that. Um, so December of 2019, we kind of just, you know, pulled the goalie, I guess you could say, and, uh, decided to see what happened. And we, we know what happened from there is, you know, it, it didn't work out as planned. Well, what's crazy is now it is, this was yeah. originally our plan. So part of me tells me that God knew, and he was like, mm, this is going to hurt, but. I don't think this is the right timing for you guys. Yeah. And then to see everything that's going on in the world with 
coronavirus and things like that, delaying the birth a few more months, like puts me a little more at ease than trying to give birth. And literally it would have been three months. Yeah. So we would have been coming on to the third trimester right now. Yep. And then, you know, if you go back and listen to the episode where I talked about the miscarriage, you can kind of get the, uh, the history of that. Um, certainly don't want to revisit it in too much detail, but, uh, you know, like why don't we go ahead and talk about what, I guess how you found out that you were pregnant because it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so I started to feel some of the things I was feeling back in like December. Um, I could just feel little twinges here and there. And um, it was one of those things I was like, you know what? If I think it was like a, a Wednesday or Thursday, it was getting close to the time where I was supposed to start my period. If I was on target, again, we're not quite sure what my whole cycle looks like. But anyway, I was like, you know what, if we get through to Monday, and this was like March 11th, if we get through to Monday, then I'll take a test. And my if my period doesn't come, then I'll take a test. Well, Thursday morning at about 3am, I woke up to a completely swollen eye and just crap keeping it closed. Now this was a week and a half after Aria stopped antibiotics for a pink eye. Mm-hmm. So a long time in between, like it had been at least two weeks or so of her even starting to have pink eye, all that. So a week and a half after Aria finishes her antibiotics, I wake up with pink eye. And so I go to urgent care that Thursday morning. It was March 12th. And so they, you know, they're looking at it and it's clearly the one eye. And they're like, well, is there any chance that you're pregnant? And I said, there is a chance. And they're like, well, the 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 drops for pink eye have not really been tested um, on any anyone who's been pregnant. And it's just, you know, pregnant women are not normally willing to be tested. And I was like, okay. And they go, so, and I go, we, you want me to take a test? And they go, yeah, we probably should. So as I was like being escorted, and mind you, again, this is right when all of the like coronavirus stuff was really starting to take place in the U.S. Yeah, and like here in Virginia at least Mm -hmm. too. And um, like we had just gotten an email from my office that morning that we were on a, you know, work from home basis. I was like, well, good, because I'm working from home because I got pink eye. Um, so as they're taking me around to where the restroom is, I text Alex and I said, um, they're going to make me take a pregnancy test. (laughs) You just, I think said like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, so took it, went back and waited and doctor walked in. She goes, well, congratulations, you're pregnant. And I was like, (laughs) oh, and she goes, that's a good thing. Right. I was like, yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, it was kind of all over the place. So once I left there, they didn't really want to give me anything. That part's a long story in itself, but, um, I just called you from the car and was like, um, pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't really know what your whole reaction was on your end or what your thoughts were, but well, my, and, and we couldn't really celebrate like hug or be anything because I had pink. (laughs) Right. That's the thing. It was was a really, really weird. I think you fist bumped me. Yeah, I, I, well, that, that was the thing. I walked upstairs like you had kind of sequestered yourself to the room, uh, you know, where you were working from home and stuff. And uh, and, you know, my mom was here with Aria taking care of her. And I walked upstairs and I just walked into the room and I said, uh, you know, like something like, damn, we're good or something. Yeah. You know, just 
commenting on it was uh you know like we were able to kind of get through what we got through in the past couple months prior to that mm-hmm. and you know here we are on the other side and we you know we were pregnant again and that's certainly something to celebrate um you know what was your did you have a lot of apprehension a lot of fear i kind still of, do yeah 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 it's um it's funny because a lot of, since we've made the announcement public a lot of my friends who also had miscarriages have reached out and they're you know, we've been talking and, and, uh, one of uh, my sorority sisters had mentioned, you know, it's, she goes, there's never a day that goes by that. I don't think about the one I lost. And I was like, yeah, I said, you know, there's, um, it's not like I, I, I don't think about the miscarriage every day, like actually think about it. But if I really look at my actions during this pregnancy, it has affected me. Um, I was definitely, I've, I'm definitely more cautious than I was with Aria um, on this pregnancy. I mean, just, you know, I think I think you said in the miscarriage one on like how we how it happened, I had basically just gone to the restroom that morning and saw some blood. Um, so honestly, every single time I go to the restroom, I check. And that's a little thing that I didn't really do with Aria that if I really sit down and look at how it affected me, that's one way it affected me. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're sharing this news with the world now because, you know, statistics say that that is kind of like you get out of the first trimester. It's uh, it's it's a much better, you know, you're on kind of like the right path. Right. So, um, yeah, for me, I mean, just kind of speaking personally, it it's still we, we talked about this in the car yesterday. It still seems like a little surreal mm-hmm. that this is happening again. Um, and for a couple of reasons, one, because it feels like. I don't know, we, we have a lot to be distracted with, with Aria, right? Like Aria yep. is three years old now. She's going through a lot of her own stuff. And then it's like, oh, but we can't forget that there's this new life that is kind of baking right now. And yeah. we have to, um, you know, kind of keep that in the back of our minds. Not that it's ever forgetful, but it, it's just more kind of keeping it all in context together as like a bigger picture. Whereas when I was pregnant with Aria, that was our sole focus. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird dynamic. Um, one thing that I've, I have been constantly thinking about is like how Aria is going to be with this (laughs) new baby. What's your anticipation? Uh, just kind of looking ahead. Uh, do you think Aria is going to be like a little selfish? Do you think she's going to be loving? What's your, I really think it's going to be a mix. Like ever since we started talking about it with her, her, uh, baby dolls have come back out on Mm -hmm. her own. And they sleep in her bed with her and she makes sure she covers them. She like takes care of them. Um, so I think it's going to be partly that. Um, and then I watch how she is with like our, our niece Lucy and like she loves Lucy. So I think it's going to be. Lucy is almost one just for everybody. Yeah. So I think between, I think it'll be a mix. I think for something like she has always had to share your parents, right? With Ellie. That's always been a thing. She's never had to share mine. So I think that's going to be an interesting Yeah, Deanna awakening. has no brothers or sisters. For yeah, I'm, a, I'm an only child. Um, I'm, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And it my what we provide is all my parents' grandchildren. So Aria has been the sole one mm-hmm. on that side. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Even, I mean, if you want to even go into my mom's side of the family, the extended family, Aria is the only great, great grandchild right now. Um, Jenna will be having her soon, but it's going to be different for her. Even when we go and visit Ohio and 
Jenna and Mike have their son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see how that is. It's going to definitely be a learning experience for her. And I think it takes a lot of patience on our end as well, but, um, I think she'll be okay. I think she'll, she's got Ellie as a, as a, you know, one to watch and see how she does. And in a few years, they'll commiserate together about their annoying little siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie is Lucy's older sister and Mm -hmm. that's, uh, it's going to be such a dynamic and, and what I want to kind of, um, throw out there to you and also to the audience is just to kind of think about like boy or girl. What do you think? I don't really know. Um, I haven't had any dreams to say one or the other. I've had very vivid dreams, very weird dreams, but nothing to say what we're having for some reason though. Anytime I talk about it, I want to refer to it as a he. That's my go-to. Okay. Um, so I don't know though. I, part of me, I, I'd love both. Like One of each. Yes. Having a boy would be fun. The other side of me, though, is like, I just kind of want another girl. It's fun being a girl, Dad, yeah. from my perspective. Um, at the end of the day, and this sounds so cliche, but it's like, I just want it healthy. Just thinking about just, just thinking about what happened earlier this year. I just want to get to November. Yeah. That's I think the whole the world right now wants to like get a few months ahead. Yeah. So. <laughs> just getting through it. How has um, being pregnant through COVID affected you? Um, it it has like it's not something to take lightly. It's uh, it's something it personally myself pregnancy aside, I've realized during all this that I'm I'm no I'm not one or the other. I'm not just an introvert. I'm not just an extrovert. I'm definitely like right in the middle. Um, there are times where I just want to be home and on the couch, and there are times where I don't. And this is definitely like messed with me on that i've had a couple moments for sure like i'm sure everyone else has um add pregnancy hormones onto that and not sure what that means for my immune system i know has thrown you for a little bit of a struggle and a loop and trying to navigate that has been hard trying to figure out what can and can i not do compared to others like if i weren't pregnant yep um so but we had a nice conversation i had a nice conversation with my doctor unfortunately Alex is not allowed into the appointments with me Yeah. Um, right now. Hopefully by the time we do the anatomy scan, you will be. But um, the way the doctor kind of described it to me is I'm a healthy 30. I was 30. It was the day before my birthday. Um, I was a healthy 30-year-old. And with how many cases there are, there's no reason to believe that as a healthy 30-year-old, that pregnancy would put me at a poor immune system. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, thanks for sharing that perspective because I think that it's important to hear for the audience what folks who are pregnant kind of go through in their mind um, with some of this, like the current state of the world. It's a weird situation to be in. And and I think it's worth visiting that point, what you mentioned, um, my situation personally, like taking you to these appointments when we were at the six, was a six or eight week appointment? The first one is eight. Okay. Yeah. So it was an eight week appointment Mm -hmm. then we ended up, uh, I ended up driving you. Yep. Um, you know, face masks, uh, gloves. I, I don't think I did a face mask that one. That was before I had gloves. Oh, right. You had that gloves. was before they were starting to kind of mandate ish. Yeah. Yeah. Masks. So you didn't have a mask no at mask. that point, but I, I, I took some time off work, drove you to the appointment and for the, for the folks at home, that was a very nerve wracking like 30 to 45 minutes or whatever sure. I was sitting there. I, it felt like kind of a lifetime. 
Um, we sat there and, or I sat there and literally I was just trying to distract myself, whatever I could do, whether it was, you know, read work emails, respond to stuff, kind of like dig into work stuff or, or jump on social media, watch TikTok videos, whatever it could, whatever I could do to just kind of keep my mind off of it. And Deanna sends me a picture saying, and the text said something along the lines of, you know, everybody's healthy, everybody's good. But Mm -hmm. it was a, it was a picture of the sonogram, this little it was the sonogram screen because yeah. it was the. Unfortunately, I, I they have notices around that they can't do uh, recordings and such, and I I I was so all over the place that I just wanted I was so focused on the appointment itself that I didn't even ask. But um, the the tech came in and found it right away and heard the heartbeat right away and I felt like the weight of the world came off my shoulders. Yeah, it was it, it was wild and and uh, that's when we started telling some of our you know, kind of close family and friends mm-hmm. um, who were kind of with us hand in hand through some of the, uh, especially through some of that, um, the, the stuff we were dealing with earlier this year with the miscarriage. And then, um, you know, you kind of think about the latest one kind of to, to go in. We had a little bit of an ordeal and, and this is all kind of like riding on the the shoulders of the stress going on with coronavirus, the, the stress going on with, um, you know, just pregnancy after a miscarriage. Um Talk through what that was like. Yeah, so I had my 12-week appointment, and what was weird is I had one of my girlfriends at work knows that I'm pregnant, and I was talking to her earlier that day, and I said, you know, I just, I'm just nervous. I'm very nervous to go to this appointment. She was like, why? I was like, I don't know. Like, what if there's just, what if there's no heartbeat? And it's literally what I said. Um, and she goes, you'll be fine. Like, just call me afterwards. Everything will be fine. So even when we're on our way there, I asked you, I said, or you asked me. I don't remember, but it was, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm, I'm nervous. And you said the same thing. So then I go in, they do the whole 12 week appointment. And it's all blood draws and everything like that. And normally for these appointments at this point, you don't normally get a sonogram until your anatomy scan at 20 weeks. So you do it at eight weeks, confirm the pregnancy, and then you do it again at 20 weeks for your anatomy scan. And, um, it was one of those things that, so, but to confirm the heartbeat, they normally do a little heartbeat doppler on your stomach just to hear the heartbeat and so i go into the room and it was one of the appointments where unfortunately i did get completely undressed because they have to do all the other stuff to check make sure i'm okay on all the other parts of my body and um so the girl's searching and she's searching and nothing's i've 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 heard a heartbeat on a doppler before and i'm not hearing anything uh, my heart is pounding so hard that I can hear my heartbeat in the Doppler. At this point, I am wearing a mask, so I'm practically hyperventilating with the mask on. And the the girl was like, the nurse said, you know, don't don't go there yet. She goes, this happens to about 50% of our patients. She goes, you are not exactly 12 weeks yet. So my appointment was on a Tuesday, and I was 12 weeks on that following Thursday. So it was two days. Two days from the, yeah. And, um, she goes, well, what we'll do is we'll get you over to do a sonogram. She goes, it happens all the time. And I was like, okay. What's crazy about all of this is the doctor I was seeing that day was the same doctor I saw the day I had the miscarriage. And the first thing he did was he knocked on the door and he popped his head in and he looked at me. He was like, we're going to find that baby. And I was like, okay. He goes, I know you're not listening to a word I'm saying right now. He goes, we're going to do the exams. We're going to get you dressed. We're going to get you across the hall and we're going to take a sonogram and we're going to find the baby. And then I'll do my speech. I was like, okay. 
So we did my, you know, the, the exam that he had to do. And he's like, why don't you go get dressed? And then we'll, we're going to pop you across the hall. And so I was sitting there and prayed so hard. I don't think I've prayed harder at all. I thought about calling you, but I was like, you know what? There's nothing. If I called you, I would have been a mess. There was nothing you could have done. This was a moment that, sorry, that I had to just kind of take myself. And um, they were like, you know, we're going to, we have to work you in between some anatomy scans that are going on, but we're going to get you in. We're just going to leave you in this room so we don't dirty up another room. Again, coronavirus time. So I'm in this exam room by myself, just waiting. Um, They finally bring me over and the tech comes in. I I waited in there a little bit longer too. So again, just praying. Yeah. It took a long time. It did. (laughs) I think it was about 15 to 20 minutes before I could get over to the, by the time the tech came in. And um, first thing she did, she just threw the ultrasound on my stomach. Baby's there. Heartbeat's fine. Everything was good. She was like, yeah, you're good. All's good here. She took some extra measurements, got another picture, and and that was it. So roller coaster of an appointment for sure, um, but with a happy ending. And I I was sitting in that car like, this is taking a really freaking long time, (laughs) Uh, you know, stressing out my own way. I see Deanne and I could tell she's been crying for some, you know, like, or you were emotional in some kind of way. I could just read it. And I'm like, oh, fudge. Like, I just, some, some dread. And, and then you jumped in the car and you're like, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. And I just, again, weight off the shoulders. This is, and for the folks at home, like, and if you're a parent, you know this, this is a freaking roller coaster, man. Mm-hmm. It's a roller coaster. Um, there's so much that can hypothetically go wrong in situations with pregnancy. Uh, and I've had guests on this show before who are like, it is truly a miracle that uh, to see what the female body does to produce life. Uh, all the turns and everything, um, emotions, physical uh, pieces that kind of go into it, it's incredible kind of where things turn out and i mean here we are so we're we're on the first we're out of the first third part of this thing and you know just continuing to uh, seek everybody's thoughts and prayers and And i will say like even with um the doctor when i was kind of talking to him about i said you know with the miscarriage earlier this year and with coronavirus now he's like i'm just gonna stop you right there he was like you really he goes i am not gonna let you compare this lost pregnancy to this one he goes you can't you really can't. They're completely different. And then that's when he went into the whole, like, you're a healthy 30-year-old. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really do appreciate, I, I appreciated that from a doctor's perspective as well. Like, you can't, every pregnancy is different. Yeah. And you really can't compare. It's hard not to, but you can't. And so anytime I start to, like, have doubts or anything, I just try and remind myself of that. Yeah, it's very true. Um, well, you're doing a kick-ass job Thanks. as normal bacon kids. Um, you know, and, uh, in, in all seriousness, I think it's going to be really fun to kind of see where these next six months take us or so. Um, yeah. because, uh, the, it's just quite an adventure and just thinking back to what it was like with Aria, just from a pregnancy perspective, the things that we had to look forward to with our life changing, um, 
the the way that we were anticipating how the dogs were going to react. Yeah. Uh, now we get to anticipate how is the big sister going to react. And to, how the dogs are going to react again. Yeah, some of the nesting processes, like buying furniture, getting like all the cool little knickknacks you can get with, uh, with a baby, sharing the news with friends and family, all that excitement. There's Figuring such, out if we can reuse all of the clothes we have currently. Yeah. <laughs> there's such a goodness that comes along with having a baby, but there certainly is a lot of stress and, you know, we're just taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. So continue to, to send positive vibes this way if you don't mind, Dad Chronicle audience. And, uh, you know, thank you again to Deanna for sharing her perspective, being a little mm-hmm. vulnerable on today's show. Thanks for having me. And uh, for, for you folks out there who uh, may or may not want to reach out, and I, I encourage you to, uh, you can email the Dad Chronicle podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you head over to the dadchronicle.com. And you can end up, uh, you know, subscribing to your favorite podcatcher over there. Make sure you don't miss a single episode. And while you're there, check out our patron rewards. Um, every dollar helps in the uh, the production costs of this show. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.